So if there's zero communication and you resonate with this one, this bullet point, I want you to ask a question to get clearer around what your partner means when they turn you down or why they turn you down. Try to get a better understanding of it instead of assuming. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the signs that your sex life is fucked. And I normally wouldn't take this negative route of pointing out why it's fucked, but this was a uh, requested topic. And then I had you guys vote on two topics. This was the one chosen, so we're going to go with it. And before we dive into it, I want to remind you guys that I am in the process of completing a course for you guys struggling with premature ejaculation. So that is coming out, that course, this is different from the masterclass. Keep in mind, if you've taken the PE masterclass, this is not that. This is totally different. So much more information in here. Um, And you will also have access to me, to different methods. It's going to help you unlock your personal mental block around PE so that you can overcome it. So it's a little more personalized, a lot more instruction, and it will be self-paced, but you will have access to me here and there. And I will explain that once you join the waitlist for it. So be sure to get on the PE course waitlist. This is not the masterclass, has nothing to do with the masterclass, the PE course waitlist, and you will get all the information about the new PE course coming out on January 30th. The link is in the description of this show. And if you haven't yet listened to the previous episode, um, right before this one, which is me interviewing my client Charles, who had who was struggling with premature ejaculation and no longer is after work, working with me and going through the necessary steps that he personally had to overcome. So it's a great episode. Check that out. But um, do it after, after you join the waitlist. All right. Getting into this show. Bam, bam, bam. Right? Sign up for the waitlist. Listen to this show. Then listen to the Charles show. <laughs> the Charles show. Um, all right. So Like I said, this is a bit on the negative perspective, right? Like signs that your sex life is fucked. Um, One, two, three, four. Like I don't want to depress you guys with this episode. But so what I'm going to do is to point out the next step to take if you're in this situation that that I bring up, right? I have a set of bullet points here of signs that your your sex life is fucked. If you resonate to it, listen to what I have to say about getting out of that situation and the next step to take to improve it. Because I'm all about improvement. As a coach, I'm about looking forward and improving your life, especially around sex. So number one, 
And this is the worst one, guys. This is the worst sign and probably the only one that you can't really fix, all right? Or you can't improve at all. And this number one sign that your sex life is fucked will be communication around sex is purposely avoided and or shut down by you or your partner. All right. So if there is an intentional and conscious effort to shut down any communication around improvement or just around your sex life in general, and it's just this constant, no, not talking about it. No, I don't want to, I don't care. No, I'm never going to change how I react to this. No, the answer is no, it always will be. If you're getting responses like that, this is the worst possible thing. All right. Or if you are the one telling your partner, no, 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 I refuse to even hear you out. I refuse to even listen to your feelings. I refuse to even seek help or even seek out a therapist, even Google search it. I refuse. No, I never will. Then this is just you or your partner shutting down the whole idea of seeking any improvement or the whole idea of being on the same page and acting like a team, which you're supposed to be doing. So if there's an intentional no, never forget it, then you're pretty much screwed because the only thing, so let's move on to what you can do if you are in this situation is tell your partner that, you know, I, I, I'll be in this, I love you, I care about you, I want to be in this relationship, but if there is no improvement or effort made around improvement of our sex life, I will have to leave you. And, you know, you're you're a big boy listening to this. You have to, um, you can't just take my advice. You have to really think on this. This is a huge decision. But you also have to remember that it is a decision. You get to choose. So you get to choose to stay in a relationship where there is intentionally zero effort made and never will be effort made. And you, it's important that you don't play the victim role. You can't walk out of a relationship 20 years later because you finally found the strength to leave 20 years later and then hate all women and say that no women want sex and say that you were such this great guy and deserved better. Then you should have got the fuck out, you know? So this is about owning what owning the fact that you have a choice and not saying this is your fault if you're stuck in this situation. It sucks. I'm sure it's the hardest thing ever. Um, but you have to understand you have a choice. You cannot play the victim because that victim will make you weaker and weaker and weaker. And we need to make you stronger and stronger. All right. So as long as you know, you have the option and the choice to change your life or your circumstance, that's all you need to know. And even if it takes 20 years being in this relationship, knowing you have that choice, then at least you're not a victim because that is the absolute worst thing. All right. So what you have to do is think about either an ultimatum or you have to think about how long am I willing to stay in a relationship that is purposely not wanting to move forward in this area that I find extremely valuable. Ask yourself that, see what comes up. All right. Um, and as we go through these bullet points, know that I have coaching available. I'm taking on two more clients for January. Um, I have a few sales calls lined up next week, but Two more clients in January, you can also apply for coaching with me so I can personally help you through this stuff. And that link is also in the description of the show. 
All right, so let's go to bullet point number two, sign that your sex life is booked. Number two isn't as bad as number one. Number one's the worst one, the one that I just mentioned. Number two is there's zero communication. All right, so this one I say isn't as bad because a lot of times you guys won't even communicate and won't even try. And once you do communicate and try, you start noticing improvement. And I know this because I work with clients who do this. (laughs) And they'll say, oh, she never does this. She does this thing. She says sex is a chore. And I'll ask them, do you ask her why she thinks sex is a chore? No, it's probably because of this and this. Okay, no, no, no. We can't assume. Let's ask her. Let's find out exactly what she means when she says sex is a chore. And then they do. And then they actually get an answer that wasn't what they assumed. (laughs) Okay? Most of the time we assume when we're in a hurt place, right? We're really hurt. We're feeling like we, we should know the answer, but we don't. So we take this assumption and we run with it versus asking the source to describe the situation because it came from their mouth. We're not supposed to know exactly what they mean until they explain it clearly enough. So for you to make an effort towards making communication with your partner by asking questions like, what do you mean by that? Or how would you describe that more clearly? Or what does that feel like to you? Or coming from the place of you simply saying, I feel really lonely when we don't have sex. I feel really neglected when we don't have sex. Because that's not putting blame on your partner. That's simply stating how you're feeling due to the fact that you're not having sex. And that allows for empathy. That allows your partner to sit in your shoes for a bit because they're not in this, in this defense place because they're not being outwardly blamed, right? It's very hard to listen to your partner if you're, you're being blamed and attacked right off the bat. And once again, I'm not saying this is your fault. I'm not saying men are the one attacking. Men are the ones attacking. No, no, no. We do this to each other. We have a habit of doing this to each other. So we have to get into a habit of communicating in a way that's curious and we're asking questions to our partner instead of outwardly blaming them because that's most likely not going to get us anywhere. So I want you, if you're in this place where there's zero communication, I want you to take the easy step of the next time that a sex situation is brought up. And there's a response that you don't fully understand, or there's a response that upsets you. I want you to say, it makes me feel this way when, and I know this, this may sound a little like therapy-y, um, <laughs> but, but it's important. You got to come from the place of like you expressing yourself, not, not attacking your partner. So what I'm trying to say is instead of saying you always fuck up our sex life or you're never in the mood some you need to get checked by a doctor that's like an attack that's like an emotional attack right and because a lot of guys are hurt they'll say these types of things to their woman and then she doesn't feel any better she's like oh something's wrong with me i need a doctor like fuck you i'm not gonna have sex with you now you know so there's this there's often this communication like that coming from a place of hurt and blame and your partner feeling attacked. So if you can get in the habit, what I'm trying to say is get in the habit of you sharing how, where you're coming from, instead of saying, you never want sex, you need a doctor, you need to get checked. You're saying, it makes me feel really separated from you when we go weeks without having sex. You know, I would feel, I would feel so connected to you if we had sex at least every other week. 
Do you like, do you get where I'm coming from? So see how that's, that's zero attack and it's fully, Hey, I'm going to share with you how this makes me feel and let you know that it's not okay. And I'm not happy about it. And I want to know if you can resonate here or you can empathize here. So if there's zero communication and you resonate with this one, this bullet point, I want you to ask a question to get clearer around what your partner means when they turn you down or why they turn you down. Try to get a better understanding of it instead of assuming. Okay, that's your step. All right, bullet point number three of signs your sex life is fucked. You are experiencing a dick-related concern which is causing partner dissatisfaction and or anxiety in you and you're not improving it or she is experiencing a concern that she is not getting help for. All right, so this is like either of you are struggling with something by yourself, but instead of really talking to one another about it and getting help, you're holding it in, it's building up anxiety and it's making the two of you avoid each other and avoid your sex life. Or it's making one of you avoid your sex life. All right. So um, you have to understand that there are people out there to help you. And you don't have to stay in a vicious cycle of experiencing erectile dysfunction or a vicious cycle of experiencing premature ejaculation or delayed ejaculation. Or if you can't ever orgasm and you're freaking out about it, don't freak out alone. Don't freak out alone. And if there's something that's really bothering you or you, you found a doctor who may help you, share that with your partner. Share that with her because then she knows that it's, it's not her, first of all. She knows that, she, that you're seeking help. She knows that you're taking care of a problem. And she knows that if you go to her, that she can go to you. We kind of teach each other that we, we can be there for each other only when one of us is vulnerable and courageous enough because vulnerable, vulnerability takes courage. When one of us is courageous enough to go to the other and say, hey, I've really been struggling with this, but I did find this outlet. I'm going to pursue it and just wanted you to be on board and let you know because I love you and I, 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 I value our sex life and I want it to be great and I want our connection to be great. Right? That's what it takes. I have so many clients who, when they open up and they share something with their partner, then their partner opens up and shares something right back. And it's this great, this great way of connecting intimately other than sex that actually builds upon desire for one another. Because it's like, wow, I didn't know that about you. Or wow, I didn't, I didn't think you'd share that with me. And now that you did, I feel like I know this other part of you. You know, so there's a lot of intimacy and there's a lot of trust building in having these types of conversations. So I encourage you to, if you're exper- experiencing a concern, seek out help and let your partner in on it so that your partner knows that they can do the same. Okay. And then you, you don't have this built up anxiety anymore <clears throat> because you're taking care of the problem. The anxiety buildup comes from fear of the future, right? Anxiety is fear of the future. If you're fearing the future, it's because you think this problem is going to keep coming over and over and over. Like I had a client come to me a couple months ago 
who had so much anxiety around his ED, his erectile dysfunction. And once we started talking about it and working through it, he's realizing how much calmer his mind is and how how his anxiety has diminished so much when it comes to approaching a date or approaching sex with a woman. Like he notices a drastic difference and he's like, holy shit, like I've been struggling with this for for years now at this point. It's really been hurting me. And like, since I've been working with you, I'm like seeing the, I'm seeing the wins. I'm seeing the progress. And it's, it's actually lessening his overall anxiety. So when you take care of a problem, there's no longer so much fear of the future because you don't see so much of that in your future. If you're not doing anything about it or you keep doing the same thing and you feel like you're going in this vicious cycle, of course you're going to keep the anxiety because all you see for your future is that same thing because you're in that cycle. And it's been happening for years and years, 10 years, even 15 years. Like, I can't believe the amount of clients who come to me and start off by saying, I've been struggling with this for 12 years. Like, it's always around 10 to 15 years, sometimes 17 or 18, one time 25. And I'm just like, wow, like, I'm proud of you for getting help and finally deciding to get out of that cycle. So I wish the same for you if you're in this situation. So that is your next step. If you're in this situation, I want you to do some research. I want you to find someone who can help you, whether it be me or someone else that you're more comfortable with. Just make sure you're comfortable and make sure you trust the person that they're going to help you see progress in this concern. And then once you find a solution, I want you to share it with your partner. All right. So next bullet point for signs your sex life is fucked. Ugh, such a depressing title, <laughs> but at least we're talking about what we could do after, right? <laughs> That's the important part. I'm giving the people what they wanted. <laughs> um, all right, next bullet point is you or your partner are experiencing pain during sex. So this is a tough one. Obviously, um, nobody wants to be in pain, especially doing the one thing that's supposed to bring us the most pleasure. And this could be really, really frustrating. Um, I've had, I've worked with a few guys whose girlfriends or wives were experiencing vaginal pain during sex. And they're like, fuck it. Like, you know, forget about my erection going down. It's just, I hate the idea of her not feeling comfortable. And it's like, I hate the idea of us not being able to be intimate sexually because I know that she wants that too. And it could be really sad, but there are there are ways to go about it. There are ways to um there are ways meaning finding the right lube to get get her her vagina well lubricated, overly lubricated in a way that doesn't that doesn't run out. You know, like certain lubes run out very easily um if they're especially if they're uh you know, if they're water-based. So you want to find like a good silicone lube, most likely, that's going to to keep the lubrication. You know, that's only one aspect of it. One, sometimes it's finding the right medication or finding, you know, this is really about talking to your doctor because basically from my side, the the best thing to do is to use the right lube and find the right moments of arousal and lack of flare-up for whatever skin condition or whatever health condition is causing the pain. Um, I know women with endometriosis can have periods where they're in extreme pain and then other times when they're not so much in pain. So it's it's about regulating schedules and making it work schedule-wise. 
Um, it's about, you know, topical, like I said, lubrications or um, massage oils to use before sex to in- include lots of foreplay to make sure that there's there's ample for- foreplay for comfortability purposes and also to find ways to not penetrate for as long. So you play around with the penetration and find ways to pleasure each other without penetration and then maybe doing penetration only for a few seconds at a time. So there's there's ways to go around this, right? And I know it's difficult and I know it can take time and it may also take a few doctors to speak to to understand the underlying actual concern of the pain. But but know that there's hope because I've spoken with people who um, who did experience a lot of pain and they found ways to manage it. And the pain was still there, but they found ways to manage it that best fit their schedule and best fit their, their intimacy and their connection. So I encourage you to seek out a, a doctor to find the underlying concern and then to find ways to, and then talk to each other about, you know, if, if I was the most comfortable, when was the last, the most comfortable time the most comfortable sex I've had with you. When was that most recently? And what did we do? You know, this is why it's really good to keep a a sex journal when you're struggling with a challenge to see, okay, where, when was there a piece of progress? When was the best sex we've had and why was it so good? Um, and so that could be especially beneficial when you're struggling with something. All right. The next bullet point, um, of signs, your sex life is fucked. Um, and this is really, I want to stress this point too, as we're going through being that this title is like, it's fucked. It doesn't mean it's over, right? It just means like, if you don't do anything about this, you'll be in a really bad place sexually in terms of your sex life. You are not going to enjoy your sexual connection if you don't do anything about these things. So that's really what the purpose of this episode is. It's not to say up, your life is over sucks for you. It's about, hey, if you're struggling with one one of these things, please do something about it. Otherwise, you're going to be very unhappy. And if you do something about it, you will be happy. So that's the point here. I hope you understand that at this point. Um, Okay, so next point. You or your partner are never in the mood for sex um, when one of you is. So someone's in the mood, the other one's not. And you don't fully understand why, you can't empathize, and you're not fully seeking out help to solve this off-libido problem. Um, so this is a big one. This is a big one, and there are also many assumptions that come into this one. I have a lot of guys who DM me, and they're like, she never wants to have sex, and it's and she says this, and she she never wants to... She would never suck my dick. She hasn't done that in 20 years. Like, forget even asking. And it's it's just, I know that they're venting to me so much, not even knowing me, because they have no one to talk to about this and because they're not talking to her about it. Because if they were, they would have more clear of a description as to what's going on. So I know right away. I know when a guy, either a client I start working with or a guy who who DMs me, I know how good his communication is with his wife, the first paragraph he sends to me. And the majority of the time, I'm just thinking, wow, he has not had an effective conversation with her in maybe years. 
So when your libido is off from your partner and she just says, oh, I'm just, I'm just not in the mood. I don't want it. There needs to be an understanding of why you need to share how you're feeling about that situation. And you need to come up with a way to mutually meet in the middle. And if you can't find a way to mutually meet, then you have to agree as a team that you need help. You need someone to help you meet in the middle so that you're both you're both satisfied. And maybe that satisfaction isn't full satisfaction. We want different things sometimes. We have different desire levels at times. And it's going to take sacrifice. Okay, so if this is you and you or your partner are not in the mood, like one of you is in the mood, the other isn't, and you're trying to find a way to meet in the middle, you have to, once again, go from that point of understanding one another, ask questions instead of assuming. And if you're getting nowhere asking questions, then I want you to seek out help. And both agree that you're a team. Because you're a team, it doesn't mean you're going to individually be fully satisfied all the time, but you want to be satisfied as a team and as a couple, making the right sacrifices for each other and feeling good about it. And maybe you need some help to get to that place. So seek out help. Find someone who can talk you guys through finding that middle ground. All right, next point. Signs your sex life is fucked. You or your partner have feelings of guilt associated with sex. This is a big one. Um, This is a big one that comes from religion, that comes from past partners, that comes from um, a past event with, with that partner, your current partner, something you did. Maybe there was infidelity and you can't let go. Even though your partner forgave you, you still can't let go of the fact you did that. And it's actually preventing you from showing intimacy or accepting intimacy because you don't feel deserving of it, right? So there's so much that can come into this, um, these feelings of guilt and actually feed onto the guilt. And you have to get a clear idea, if this is you, of okay, how do I want to feel? If I don't want to feel guilty, what is the opposite feeling for me? And what are the signs that I'm headed towards being feeling more of that? And if there aren't any signs, what do I need to be doing to feel more of that? All right, maybe it's you feel deserving. Maybe that's how you want to feel. You're like, I want to feel deserving. Okay, well, what does that look like? What would you? What new steps would you have to make in your sex life to feel more deserving? What kind of conversation would you have to have with your partner? Maybe you need some reassurance from your partner. What would that reassurance sound like? Right? So you have to get clearer on what the goal is than what the guilt is. Because if you're so, so clear on the guilt, you're going to continue the cycle. You have to get clear on the goal feeling. All right, moving on to the next point. You're unsure of your feelings for each other and doubt the relationship. All right, so if there's doubt in the relationship and you're not talking about it, these feelings will come up through your body language and they will throw your partner off and the sex won't be good and There's like this elephant in the room feeling it's going to destroy the intimacy, destroy the trust. It's better to have hard conversations about uncertainty of your feelings than to hide. All right, because the only way you become certain is by talking to the source. 
which is your partner. So talk to your partner, have the hard conversations, commit this year, 2023 to having difficult conversations because nothing great and really worth it comes from the easy way out. It just doesn't. You know, think about every part of your relationship that you're really proud of. It's probably the part that took a lot of fucking work. Something you overcame together. That's probably where your mind goes to. And that pride is in the fact that you didn't take the easy way out. You took the hard way. Because it was the most effective. And it was the most, it took the most courage. Okay, so I encourage you to talk with your partner about this if you're unsure of your feelings. Explain why and explain how you want to feel. All right, next point. You have a lot of difficulty in forming or maintaining an intimate relationship with your partner. All right, so your sex life is fucked if you feel like you just can't maintain intimacy with them. And just as all these other points, you have to get clear on why it is that you don't feel comfortable being intimate with them. You don't feel, um, it doesn't feel natural. Um, it doesn't feel right. You feel like there's a block in the way of it. There's a conversation to be had before you can get there. Like, why do you think you're not feeling it? And do you want to feel it? I think this is half and half. This is half you doing the work first before even talking to your partner about like, okay, what do I think is causing this lack of intimacy or difficulty in maintaining intimacy with this person? And okay, once, once you know that, then it's about bringing it to your partner's attention and then explaining to them what you want. Like, I want to be intimate with you, um, but this feels in the way. Is there anything that feels in the way for you? Like, do you resonate with what I'm saying? Does this make sense? Do you notice this in me? Okay, so once again, difficult conversation, but it's what's going to get you through the difficulty of forming intimacy. And then the final point, the final point of signs your sex life is fucked is you allow your anxious thoughts slash insecurities to get the best of you. And this interferes with your ability to be sexual or show affection or connect on a sexual level. So notice how I said you allow. This goes back to what I said in a previous point about choice and decision. And if you allow your anxious thoughts and your body insecurities, your mental insecurities to get the best of you, you, you remain in that cycle. You choose that cycle. And it's hard to choose another cycle unless you know what the fuck it looks like, (laughs) right? Like if I had, and this is the step for you, if I had my ideal sex life and things went the way that I wanted them to, and keep in mind, nothing, it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to have, there's always going to be problems and hard conversations, no matter how great of a communicator you are no matter how much sex you have, how great it feels, there will be issues you encounter. But if you strengthen this muscle and you stay in your cycle, you'll be fine. And by cycle, I mean, what are the thoughts that associate to your ideal sex life? 
right now, if you're not happy with your sex life and you notice you have a lot of anxious thoughts, that's, those thoughts are feeding the poor sex life. The, inse- the focus on the insecurities are feeding the poor sex life. So what strong thoughts, positive thoughts, healthy thoughts, match up with your ideal sex life? How do those thoughts differ from the current ones? And instead of focusing on your insecurities like you do in your old cycle, what are you going to put into your new cycle? Those positive, healthy thoughts along with focus on what parts of yourself you like, keeping track of sex wins, having conversations with your partner, keep, oh my God, I have the hiccups, um, <laughs> noticing, Whew, okay, I think I got rid of them. Um, keeping track of wins, having sex conversations with your partner, noticing parts of your body that you're working on that you're proud of, right? Noticing the little progress you've made in terms of maintaining erections, trying something new in bed, talking to your partner right after sex about what was great. These are ways to build upon your strengths in your sex life. And when you focus on building these strengths, you focus a lot less time on insecurities. You don't have time for that shit anymore, right? There's no room in your head anymore for that when you set specific goals to improve your sex life and you set up this new cycle that you want to be a part of. And I hope that you all strive to be a part of that cycle in 2023. And I hope that these signs have helped you and not brought you down, but made you realize, holy shit, there's a way out of all of these. All right. The first one, most difficult because it's literally getting out, (laughs) most likely. Um, My opinion may not resonate to you if you're listening to this and you're a grown-ass man who will make his own decisions and should make his own decisions. And um, yeah, think of this more as guidance versus advice because only you know your specific situation. So I hope this helped. Don't forget, if you're struggling with premature ejaculation, to get on the PE waiting list course uh, the PE course waiting list, <laughs> that, that link is in the description. And this way you'll get all the, all the updates for the PE course, which is different from the PE masterclass, keep in mind. So that's it guys. Have an amazing morning, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.